Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 405 DGS on KMOX. Halloween starts in about 20 minutes, so get ready for it. Uh, DGS Halloween. Chris Cuomo joins us from <laughs> Cuomo on News Nation, 7 p.m. St. Louis time. Chris, great to talk to you again, my friend. Hey, how you doing, brother? I bet you're a big Bee Gees fan. Uh, I dig them, I especially too. after I saw that documentary about how hard they had it uh, in the switchover from their heyday and the disco backlash and all that BS. That was, that was a tough ride. Yeah, as a guy that played in rock bands my whole life, I used to pretend not to like them, but they're solid. I like them. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk. I mean, my goodness, we can do this for three hours, but let's start with the house. Personally, I'm disappointed just because it seems like Trump won again. You know, he got rid of Emmer because he voted uh, to certify the election. This guy, don't know anything about him. Everyone says he's a, an affable, pleasant guy, but uh, he was pretty into the 2020 election stuff. Your thoughts? Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's a Trump win that way. Look, I really believe that in this moment in time. His significance is exaggerated. Um, his significance is exaggerated. That, uh, yeah, he got rid of Emmer, but he, you know, I don't think they're basing it off of or keying off of Trump. This is about how they can be about something other than Trump. From what I hear from the people who are in the middle of this battle, even though, you know, he's not involved nominally, they are desperate to get away from him, but to keep that currency as agents of grievance and that they're going to change the system and that they're the fight back party. That's what they want. And they want to figure out how to get it without Trump. Now, the man who just became speaker, I know I've interviewed a number of times uh, and he is a diehard conservative who was boxed in by having to support Trump. So it'll be interesting to see how he flexes in this position and what his first couple of moves are are going to be really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, goes without saying with Israel funding in Ukraine and the general business of the country and a shutdown in a month and he's got his work cut out for him. Well, look, first of all, it's their work, not his work. Okay. Um, You know, the idea that he's going to be some big deal maker, you know, Pelosi-esque. No, he's not going to be. Okay, Uh, he's not even Newt Gingrich. Uh, We'll see what he's going to be. Uh, They were exhausted by this process. And it wasn't necessarily uh, the choice 
that they wanted the most, but it was the choice that they felt they needed to make. So they have to do the Israel funding and the border funding. They're going to feel they don't have to do the Ukraine funding. That is my uh, guess, mm-hmm. is that they're going to want separate bills. They're going to do it under the, the aegis of uh, fiscal austerity and say, you know, we have to be more responsible with how we do this stuff. And let's start now. Let's start here. We'll consider it, but we want to consider it one by one. I understand, Chris, you spoke to a former diplomat who uh, characterized the hostage negotiations as a futile effort. Can you uh, tell us more about that? Uh, Yes. Uh, First of all, I disagree uh, because they are getting they are getting uh, hostages. Now, it's it's largely uh, Qatar. uh, And I don't want to have the debate about which of the seven ways to pronounce that word I should be using. I got out of that game. I, I found myself agonizing uh, over how to say the name of like someone who was accused of a bombing <laughs> for too many years. And I was like, listen, I don't know that the difference is warranted. Um, the point is, Qatar is having uh, some, uh, some good outcomes. There could be more. I believe that the delay of the ground ev- invasion, while very scary for a lot of Israelis and uh, Jewish people, around the world may be the best course, but it does require uh, the largest amount of contribution from them. Mm-hmm. Because remember after 9-11, brother, we weren't asking anybody for permission. And we did not face the threat that Israel does. And our campuses weren't blowing up like that. And they are now. And we went into the wrong country, America, killed everybody we saw. And nobody said anything about it. So I had uh, Colonel Jeff McCausland on from CBS. I don't know if you know the colonel. Uh, great guest, really straight shooter, very knowledgeable. And uh, he was just kind of painting us a picture on what a rock and a hard place Israel is in militarily and comparing it to Fallujah and a few of the uh, campaigns that he was involved with. He also, I asked him about the Tommy Tuberville issue, and he, I mean, he went in on it and said basically. Tuberville's in a, in a box now. Uh, he played his hand. He played a card that he shouldn't have played in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a problem because now he has uh, himself in a situation where instead of saying, look, this doesn't really matter anyway. This is a great place for me to grandstand. He now has some real pressure points. Good. America needs to be at its best right now. And yeah. one of the things that they can deliver is on that because it was a stupid position to begin with. His own party, even the enclaves of the, um, you know, of the right side, uh, don't don't buy it. Um, you know, so I think they're going to get that done, but that's not the highest uh, business of action yet. Yeah. Chris, I have been surprised. Uh, have you been surprised by what I perceive on the news? It's not anyone I've spoken to personally. It's all on screens. But the uh, the vitriol towards Israel and the support for uh, Palestinians conflated with Hamas. I'm fully supportive of Palestinians, fully supportive of, of the, the innocent civilians, 100 percent. But you're seeing a lot of protests that are are, are basically taking up for Hamas. Uh, I have to tell you, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I am surprised because 
I've never seen a terroristic action, let alone one like this, ignored in the analysis. The yeah, but is staggering to me. Yeah, but, you know, Gaza is in such a bad shape. The Palestinians are so oppressed. Okay. Uh, And this didn't start on October 7th. Uh, It's stemming from years before. Okay. Decades before. Okay. But what about what Hamas did? Well, look, that's what Israel gets for what it's been doing. I have never heard that in America before. Now, is Israel a unique situation? Yes. Is it somewhat unfair or not parallel or not analogous for me to compare it to 9-11? Yes. Why? Because we didn't have a history of direct uh, suppression and confrontation with the people that we were then going to go after. But, you know, that is that's that's loose talk because America had a very profound history in Pakistan and Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, You know, people are saying now, you know, Israel created Hamas. Well, America created Osama bin Laden and had all of those guys fighting Iran as proxies and then abandoned them. And there were hard feelings. And that's why the West became such a focus for their radicalism. And so I do believe there's an analogy to be had. And I do believe that this is a deeper problem that we have here in America. I mean, one weird dynamic that I saw during the BLM wave was, or the initial BLM wave was, that Jews had seemed to be graduated to just being white people in that process, that they were no longer anything but the oppressor and the powerful and all that stuff, and that that's where they were now, and that's just not the truth. Being Jewish is still a burden, and we're seeing that in real time right now. Now, what do we do about this dialogue? I don't know. I have Cornell West on tonight. And I have a lot of respect for him. I think what he's doing is a very gutsy move in terms of his Democratic credentials, uh, Democratic Party credentials in terms of running uh, against the party, essentially. But um, I, uh, I don't understand how you can't see that supporting Palestine and better for those people must necessarily include getting them out from the yoke of oppression of terrorists in the form of Hamas. What did you make of the U.N. uh, secretary last night uh, talking about, look, this didn't happen in a vacuum. It's 56 years of suffocating occupation. Um, Well, it's not 56 years of suffocating occupation because, uh, you know, literally after the second intifada, you had a significant shift there. And uh, that has to be taken into account also. But look, two quick points. One, Yes, there is a history of uh, problems here, okay? And two, the idea that this situation can somehow be quickly understood and mended defies 56 years plus 56 years of history. This didn't start in 1948 um, with the uh, you know, European designation of what is now Israel. The fight isn't also just about the land. Hamas is not about, hey, give us the land and leave us alone. It's the Jewish people should not exist. And that is something that can't be ignored because of the might of Israel's military. They are surrounded on all sides. That said, I think ultimately, and and I know this is going to be controversial, and I know I'm going to take heat for it, and I'm not a, a military expert, but from speaking to them, it does seem that the scariest proposition for Israel right now may wind up being the best one, which is 
to not invade uh, in large scale on the ground Mm. and not root out every last member of Hamas to the extent that that would be possible anyway. That may be the best course forward. And I I know that that's going to be really frightening as an assessment to a lot of people who believe that you're asking Israel to just leave their flank open. Yep. Yep. Nope. I see it as well. Uh, Tonight, 7 p.m. St. Louis time, News Nation, Cuomo. Check out the entire lineup. Really good. uh, Doing kind of the stuff that we try to do here, trying to be reasonable, free thinkers. Chris, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Brother, appreciate it. Let's hope uh, that there is movement in the country here and in that situation there when we speak again. Amen, brother. Have a good show. All right. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMWEX. So excited to get Halloween season started. So I will be presenting to you a listener story at the bottom of the hour. Sharon's going to tell us about something very, very spooky that happened to her. And each day, uh, most days, I'm going to share a story or two of my own. And I'm going to do that right now. All this is brought to you by our friends at uh, Lore Distributing and specifically Portlandia Big Believer Cabernet. It is about 20 bucks a bottle. It's a great price point. It's really good, very drinkable wine. I've had a, a bottle or two this week, and it has a picture of my beloved Bigfoot on the front. So with no further ado, let's get Halloween started, shall we? So if you listen to the show much, you know that I am a hopeful, open-minded, free-thinking, independent agnostic, uh, which means that I have too much respect for the religious people in my life to uh, claim to be of any certain religion because they truly believe, and I would just be hedging my bets, you know, Pascal's wager, but I'm not an atheist. I'm not an empiricist. I'm not someone who uh, poo-poos anything paranormal, clearly. You know, it's been a big part of my career. So I'm open-minded. So let me tell you a couple of stories that happened to me uh, that I just couldn't explain. So the first one was, gosh, early 1990s. And I had just purchased uh, one of my first vehicles which was a little blue Ford Ranger, which I loved. And I was living on Waterman in the Central West End in a big apartment building. And I had a spot in the back by the alley where I could park, which was not the safest of places you can imagine back in the early 90s, much better place now. But someone had parked in my spot. So I parked right in front of my building. And at the time, I was dating this girl, and, you know, we're kind of basically, you know, living together back and forth between each other's apartments, and she was staying that night at my apartment. And my apartment was all the way in the back of the, uh, of the apartment building, kind of, by, again, by the alley where my car would have been parked. And I was kind of freaked out leaving my brand new truck, wasn't brand new, but it was brand new to me, uh, right out front with uh, all the shenanigans going on in the Central West End and afraid someone would steal it because my car had been stolen twice before that, a different car that my mom and dad gave me. So I was agitated and I was worried. But then it got weird because we went to bed and I kept saying to her, uh, someone is going to key my car. And if you don't know what that means, maybe people don't do it anymore, but back in the day, uh, people just 
jerks uh, would take a key and run it down the length of your car and leave a big giant scratch. And that's what I kept picturing. And so it gets to be, you know, 11 p.m., midnight. Uh, I fell asleep and I had a dream. And in my dream, I could see someone just scraping down, uh, you know, the left side, driver's side of my little blue ranger. And I woke up and I woke my girlfriend up again. And at this point, she is somewhere between thinking I'm crazy and being really annoyed because I'm, I'm now keeping her up. And at about 2.33 in the morning, 2.30 or 3, I wake up, I jump out of bed in my boxers and a t-shirt, I run out of the apartment, I run all the way down the length of the apartment building hallway, and it was one of those doors you have to, like, you know, push to get out. And I hit it at a dead run, slams open. And just as I run outside, I mean, just as I run outside, I see a car stop uh, right by my truck. And a motorcycle is following it. And to avoid running into the back of it, the guy on the motorcycle swerves around it to the right and scrapes uh, the gear shift or handlebar or something straight down my truck, making just exactly the same scrape mark that I had been seeing all night and that I had seen in my dream. And I just popped up out of bed, out of nowhere, for no reason, 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning, ran down the hallway, slammed the door open, and saw this happen. And the car sped off. The guy on the motorcycle... Uh, was drunk it turns out and he tried to get away and I ran out there and I bear hugged him and I wouldn't let him go and uh, my girlfriend called the cops cops come the whole bit and so when it the dust settles my girlfriend said what the hell is that and I said oh I think this guy was drunk and a car stopped and she goes no no no, no. look at your truck and I look at my truck and sure enough there's the scrape down it which was you know exactly what I had been picturing that whole night. So is it possible that it was just coincidence that I had a new truck and it was parked somewhere that was kind of dangerous and and then what I was most afraid of actually happened? Is it Could it be pure coincidence? It absolutely could. Probably was, but it's a weird enough story, a weird enough thing that happened to me that it, it's always stuck with me. And so when someone tells me a story, whether it's, you know, DJS Halloween or it's just a friend or one of my shows, uh, I'm always open to it. Welcome back, guys. DGS, happy Halloween season. As you know, we are doing uh, spooky Halloween stories from our listeners. Today we are doing Sharon, and I really liked Sharon's story. It's multi-layered. It actually spooked me. Some little chill up my spine when we were recording it. I think you're going to enjoy it. She's completely believable. Uh, It's just a really good spooky campfire story. All of this, uh, all week and next week, is brought to you by Portlandia, Big Believe. Cabernet Sauvignon. I can vouch for it. I'm a red wine guy. I'm not even that into cabs, but uh, it has a picture of Bigfoot on the front. I love that. I love a good wine at a good price point that also has a little bit of a hook to it. So look for that wherever you buy your wine and spirits. Portlandia, Big Believer Cabernet Sauvignon. And here we go. Take it away, Sharon. I've always... Uh, been spiritual 
maybe in a woo-woo kind of way, but uh, heard things and I haven't seen a lot of things, but I've heard things and felt things, you know, as far back as I can remember. I used to, uh, when I was growing up, my dad would take us to a different church each week. Just, you know, he, he just loved seeing the different Catholic churches or whatever. And there was always this lady standing at the end of the aisle, just like looking at me. And I, I never could figure it out until I, until I got older and I realized it was probably my angel that was looking at me. Um, the first time I heard something was in first or second, I think it was second grade. And I actually heard God's voice, um, like a not an audible, like you can hear outside of you, but inside of me. And I've just kind of always had, you know, things like I hear people cry during the night sometimes that need help, and, and there's no way I should be able to hear them. Sure. I've kind of shut some of it down because it scared me. And my granddaughter and I this earlier this summer was talking, and we came across the. Uh, subject of skinwalkers and we both agreed how frightening it sounds and that you know people say don't ever google it because it invites you know invites those energies into your life or whatever and um and i just never did mess with the ouija board or didn't want to google skinwalkers or anything like that just because i really believe there's some kind of power in it whatever it might be you know, you talk about something, then all of a sudden it starts popping up on your internet. And a couple of days later, there was a Google News page, and a story came up about a guy that said there was a skinwalker in his backyard. And I thought, oh, well, maybe that's kind of a easy enough way to not really like inviting him in, but it just sounded kind of innocent to me. Like it's just a guy checking out to see if there's skinwalker in his backyard. So I watched his video, and it was. It was interesting. I didn't really see anything that um, scared me real bad or, you know, made me say, yeah, that's probably a skinwalker. I don't know a lot about skinwalkers because I never checked into them. But it, but anyway, uh, a day or two later, another video popped up and, he said, and it said skinwalker in my backyard again. Um, and, and I watched that video and that one was a little more scary. It really did scare me. But then at the end of that video, it went straight into a video talking about uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and it started telling the story. And I foolishly sat there and listened to the entire story, and uh, it did kind of creep me out. But I just kind of just kept, you know, putting it out of my mind, forget about it, just go about my way, and just not mess with it anymore. And then I don't know. But the next video I can't find, so I don't know if I. It was like a clickbait kind of thing or where I watched it but it was a lady that this is all within like a two three day time period mm -hmm. I watched a video a video and I I don't think it was a video of the actual lady I think it was a person telling the story of this particular lady and she had brought her little grandchildren home with her one night and it sounded like it was a a rural kind of area like you know maybe they had you know maybe a shed in their yard or like a electric pole or something like that but she got the two-year-old out of the car and she was struggling to get sound like a newborn or very small infant uh, trying to get 
the baby out of the car seat, which is a struggle for us grandmas sometimes. And the little girl, the little two-year-old kept saying, doggy, doggy. And, and the grandma was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's just trying to get this, uh, this baby out of the car seat. And when she finally gets the baby, you know, the car seat or whatever, get, get them out, she turns and here's one of these skinwalker things that was there looking at her. And, and it, they said that the late, the, this creature, whatever it was, had jumped like 30 feet in the air and disappeared. And um, that, that really creeped me out. And you know, I, I don't get creeped out. I've seen a lot of things, heard a lot of things. Most of it's good. I do get creeped out once in a while, but I can usually brush it off. And, and I thought I'd kind of brush this off, but then I'm not sure if it was that night or the next night. I woke up, I usually sleep on my side, left or right side with my arm, you know, stretched out under my head. And I woke up and I was on my back and there was something on the left side of my bed that had a hold of my left arm, had its, it didn't really feel like hands, it just felt like like pressure on my, my forearm. And it was just pulling me, trying to like pull me out of bed. Everything was solid black. I didn't see anything, but I could feel it there and I could feel the pressure of, it wasn't like, uh, a human holding your your arm, you know, like grabbing your arm to pull you or something. It just was a, a pressure kind of feeling that was just, it was just pulling me and I could not get my arm away from it. And I started saying it, you know, I really believe in the name of Jesus, that, you know, that this thing must leave and it wouldn't stop. It would not let go of me. And I, it seemed like 10 minutes, but it was probably just a few seconds. This thing would not let go. And I was very perplexed at why it wouldn't let go. Whenever this thing had a hold of my arm, I have light, you know, electronics and different little lights that light up the room for when I get up during the night or whatever. So I'm, you know, I can always kind of see what's going on, but everything was pitch black. I could not see anything but pitch black when I was laying in the bed. And, <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened next, but next thing I know, I was running into my husband's bedroom. We slept in separate rooms, and I was running into his bedroom to, because um, I, I was so, I was just terrified. I, I've never been that terrified like that that I remember, but I was so terrified. I ran in there. I didn't want to wake him up. I just didn't want to be alone. But when I got in his room, his TV screen had one of these skinwalker creatures on the on the screen and i could hear it it was like making mumbling noises and it was like just kind of it was moving and it i mean it just terrified me even more i felt like it chased me in there and that's how it got uh like maybe that was the only way i was gonna see it was on that screen because it, it, the whole tv screen was just really like light it was almost like an x-ray or something um when i i felt like it had followed me in there and was just kind of like you can't get away i couldn't see it in my bedroom but i could see it on the tv screen for whatever reason i don't know the electronics i don't know why but it was it was looking straight at me and it was like uh taunting me i guess you would say found the remote real quick and turned the remote off and, and so you know the TV went off and I was so frightened that I slept in his room 
every night for about a week. I was just terrified to be alone. It was just so scary. Welcome back, guys. DGS, happy Halloween season. Hope you're enjoying this spooky story from Sharon. Now back to the story. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Since then, have you had any other things like this happen or any other like coincidences like that pop up? I'm more afraid to be alone now, especially at night. Like I make sure I got more lights on at night now and... um, my, I have a 13-year-old granddaughter that was wanting to get a Ouija board, and I just really, you know, told her that I wasn't going to say anything because it was so frightening. Um, and I didn't, and I was worried about, one of my things is I'm worried about talking about it because I'm afraid it might make someone inquire about it, and they might have a bad experience. But I, I felt like I needed to tell her, this stuff is real. You have to really take this serious and be careful what you're doing. I was very perplexed because I've used the name of Jesus a lot whenever I've been scared of things or to make things go away. And I couldn't understand why his name was not powerful enough to make this thing let go of me, which eventually it did because I eventually did get away from it. But. Uh, I remembered the next day when I I was sitting there just thinking about it. I remembered a story in the Bible where the disciples were trying to cast out a demon. And Jesus said, this kind can only be, can come out but through prayer and fasting. So I think there's just different levels of all different kind of spiritual beings. And I think it was just an extra powerful one. Not more powerful than God, of course, but, you know, it was just extra powerful. And maybe my faith wasn't, you know, my faith has been waning a little bit. So maybe my faith wasn't as strong as it should have been at that moment. But I I really can't say. I just, I felt the presence. I felt the pressure on my arm. I didn't see a thing. Everything was solid black. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.